0: You're listening to the Toolstation Western League Podcast with
1: Ian Knockolds and Tom Hiscott.
0: Welcome listeners to episode 20 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockolds. Now it's Christmas. It's the festive time and it is the Christmas outing for Tom and myself. Of course, Tom Hiscott is the editor of the uh, of the Western League Bulletin. And we've come to none other place than our favourite haunt right here in the centre of Bath, which is completely gripped by Christmas mayhem. It is the Ram, of course, in Whitcomb. Uh, now, Tom, uh, are you full of the the joys of the festive season?
2: I think just about the darts have started. Um, yeah, and it is as you said very very busy here in, in Bath at the moment with the yeah Christmas Christmas cheer has seemed to have taken over
0: certainly does Tom's on the eggnog so anything can happen over the next half an hour and probably will we are here of course to talk about the uh, fixtures in the week commencing the well let's call it Wednesday the 13th of December because that's when uh, our first Premier Division game was and it was an encounter between Bradford Town and Cadbury Heath and perhaps not the scoreline that we might have thought
2: no a fascinating game a free or draw there between those two sides Uh, Sam Jordan gave Bradford uh, a lead after just 13 minutes uh, before Sasha is has been pretty prolific this season. leveled things up for Cadbury Heath. Uh, Bradford then took the lead once more uh, through Karen Randell, but again, uh, Heath managed to, to claw them back uh, with Christian Lee scoring his first of the night. Uh, and As had been the, uh, the, the way the game was going, Bradford did surge ahead once more, um, this time thanks to a known goal. Uh, but for the third time on the, uh, in the evening, uh, Cadbury Heath managed to, to grab an equaliser and it was uh, Lee again uh, scoring his second of the, the night
0: and it was a, a three-all draw there. A fascinating game. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see whether over the festive period, when these games come thick and fast, we might see a few results that perhaps we're not quite expecting. Um, obviously, we saw a few at the beginning of the season. Quite often, that's when players are away and uh, the form book is taking a little bit of time to sort of settle down. We've, I think we've, we've probably, the last few weeks, things have been going to form a little bit more in, in both divisions. But with Christmas breaks, people are going to have time off with their family. Their games are coming thick and fast, so, of course, injuries are going to mean a lot more and uh, maybe the pitches are going to be getting a bit heavier and maybe that's going to be a great leveller.
2: Yeah, indeed. I mean, as you say, we have seen quite a few of the teams push on quite recently and they're starting to sort of obviously street uh, pulling away a bit in the Premier Division, but the teams behind them all seem to be winning as well quite a bit. And then the first division, you've got Keynesham um, setting the pace atop and a few teams behind them seem to pick up three points most Saturday afternoon. So, yeah, it's... um, it certainly, could, uh, it could be an interesting time of the year if those teams do start to drop points and there's a there's a good chasing pack materialising.
0: Well, we are seeing a few more interesting score lines and we'll be going through those um, those shortly because um yeah certainly plenty of goals in in both um, divisions at the moment but um uh, there was a, we want to give an honourable mention to the Wiltshire Senior Cup tie it's the Chippenham derby um Chippenham Town against Chippenham Park our very own Chippenham Park of course and the, this was something of a of a match making a little bit of history tom
2: yeah i believe so it was the uh, first time these two sides Chippenham Town and Chippenham Park had met uh, uh, in, in over 60 years uh, in a competitive fixture I believe um, obviously at Harden, Hewish Park where both sides play their home games uh, and Chippen Park did fall to a 3-1 defeat but they did go ahead uh, in the 18th minute through Jamie Norman but yeah, um, pretty, pretty, pretty cool night for, for all those involved
0: so we'll now turn our attention to a full programme on Saturday the 16th of December and uh, we'll start off in the Premier Division with a game between Bitten and Clevedon Town.
2: Yeah, and this one ended in a draw, in fact. It was a, a one old draw. Uh, Bitten, uh, who actually did take the lead uh, in the 15th minute uh, through Dean Griffiths, uh, but they were then clawed back, a really late equaliser from Clevedon Town, Jack Sell, who's 16 years old. Uh, great to see those sort of players getting involved. Uh, and Clevedon, I know, are doing pretty well in the, the youth front, bringing the players through. So, yeah, a big moment for them and a, a one-all draw for, for Bitton and Clevedon.
0: Yeah, Clevedon Town got a very good pedigree at bringing through those young players, so that is promising to see from them. Um, Bridport against Cadbury Heath, that was one of the two games this weekend that didn't beat the weather. Um, but Brislington certainly got it on against Bridgewater Town.
2: Yeah, indeed, a 2-0 win, uh, as you say, Iron Mould Lane, uh, both goals coming after half-time, not sure who scored them for Brisington, but yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, as you say, 35 fans, probably hoping for a little bit more over the, the festive period, um, but yeah, especially if they can beat teams that are doing well as, well as uh, Bridgewater had been recently.
0: Well, um, I've got a good bit of news for you, Tom, because I caught out with Lee Perks um, after that uh, impressive home win, and, uh, well, we had a chat about uh, Brislington's season, and uh, we started off by looking at that game against Bridgewater Town.
3: It's the, uh, the third time we've played Bridgewater this season. Uh, we played them really on the season bang there, and we managed to beat them down there as well, 2-0, and then we had um, them week after in the FA Cup, which unfortunately lost 1-0, so... Um, they're A good side, they work hard, um, but yeah, like I say, it was a good, uh, good win for us on Saturday.
0: So better the devil you know. Then Bridgewater have been doing very well um, this season. Um, at half time, it was still nil all. Were you still optimistic that you'd win the game?
3: Yeah, it was. It, well, so win the game. It was one of them games where we come, I coming in nil nil, but it was. It just seemed to be two sort of good sides. You know, working hard and going for it. And I, I said to the lads, it, it, whoever was going to really score the first goal would probably go on and win the game. Uh, unfortunately, that's what happened. We got a penalty, which was a penalty. Um, we scored from the penalty, and then we got another goal just after. And like I said, we went on and won the game. We were. So it was quite evenly matched first half, but um, I think we, you know, we were we were at a better side second half and uh, managed to take the three points.
0: Um, looking down at your recent fixtures, um, you've uh, you've you've had some tough games um, recently, Bradford Town in particular, and you managed to get a point uh, away at Bitten. But there's been a few uh, there's been a few victories um, to note yeah. as well against Wells and against Sherborne. Uh, how how do you feel your season's going so far?
3: Well, to be honest, they're, they're all tough games. To be honest, in in this standard of football, um, you know, to get a win. Is a good achievement, really. I mean, I know you've got your lower sides, and we're, we're one of the ones down there at the moment. But um, we, as a season overall, we started off okay. Um, and I've been doing it for two years now, and we're sort of the same both seasons where we started off okay, and then we've had a little bit of a dip, and then we've managed to turn the corner and get, you know, win a few games. Like I say, when you win a couple of games in this division, it does push you up the league. So overall, it's been okay. Uh, we got you know the games we've lost, we've dropped spots we should have got some out of. Uh, some of the games we deserve to lose, and you know the games we win are probably more than you know ones we deserve to win as well.
0: Obviously, on the podcast, we, we cover your fixtures and your results every week, and um, yeah. I've noted a, a few you know notable wins. Um, you, you you beat my hometown side two um, one. That's Melksham, so that was a you know that was a good result. I know you've yeah. had you've had difficult days at the office against the likes of Street. You're, you're a side that, in my opinion, on your day, you can beat anybody in the division. Am I being overly optimistic there? No,
3: no, I, no it's quite true. Like I say we. We, if, if we're a team we struggle I like obviously Street beat us I think it was 6-1 at home and uh, Street and Bradford in my opinion are the, the two best sides we've played this season and probably will they'll probably battle out between them to win the league I know Willem they'll have a shout in it as well um, I, unfortunately I wasn't there against the Willem game so I can't really come, I know we lost 4-0 but I know they're second but um, like I say we, we're a side on our day like Melchon we did beat Melchon 2-1 um, which was a very good game that was a night match I can remember um, but yeah, we, we can beat anyone on our day, but we're also side can lose to, you know, the to the to the lower sides. No disrespect to them on, on, on our day as well. We're just one of them sides where consistency is the problem. To be honest with you, and probably a lack of commitment from a lot of the, not a lot of the players. Some of the players, you know, they, they when the things are going against you, they seem to, just, you know, one minute they're there and they're not, the you know, next minute they're not. But. But yeah, for me, it's, the season's going okay. But well, I think we, we need to push on again now after the Christmas period and keep playing climb the table.
0: What were your ambitions before the start of this season?
3: Well, like I said, this is the second year I've I've been the first team manager, and the first year we got to the semi final of the Somerset Cup, which we lost to Weston. We got to almost the, uh, I think it's the third round, order, or we had three or four games in the FA Cup, which got a bit of revenue for the um for the for the club and we ended up finishing 10th in the table, which was bang on halfway. So for, for us, for me, for me, personal personal opinion, we used to finish 9th for, for a club. That would be an achievement. But, you know, like I said, a long way to go. We've still got, I think, 15, 16 games to go. It's still in our hands to, to do that. But, you know, like I said, there's no easy game in this football.
0: There aren't, but you've got a very, you've got potentially a very good Christmas period coming up, yeah. haven't you? You've got yeah. two home games coming up against Hallen and against Hengrove. You're away to Cribs and then at home again to Odd on da- on Down over the festive yeah. period. That could really help to make or break your season, couldn't it?
3: Yeah, um, I was chatting to, to the, the, the local newspaper. Um, they rang me last week and I was sort of given our free games. Obviously, it was Bridgewater Saturday, Hallam, and then Hengrove. And, I was looking for at least seven points out of that. and You know, not saying we're going to beat Hallen or we're going to beat Hingrove, because, you know, Hingrove's a local derby is on Boxing Day and Hallen are, you know, they're down there fighting for points as well. But it's two, two games where I'll be looking to get maximum points out of. And, uh, you know, and then, do you say, Cribs away, we managed to beat Cribs at home on a night match. And then um, Odd Bang, I think Odd beat us 1-0. So, yeah, it's games we're in the mix with, we're a team to us. Where you know, like I say, and the home advantage might help us. And you know, we're looking for definitely to get pick up some points or maximum points over this period. Yeah,
0: um, you've, you've touched upon um, some of the the teams that have impressed you most um, in yeah. in the Premier Division. You've also mentioned that this is your second season as manager. Um, some people, I think, felt that. Uh, with the loss of Bristol Manor Farm last season that actually the Premier Division, the quality in the Premier Division, um, might um, take, uh, uh, there might be a dip in quality. W- what's your assessment? Are you, are, you, are you surprised by the standard of Western League football that you're coming up against?
3: No, because you know, Bristol Manor Farm, they won the league, so they deserve to go up. They, you know, the, you know The couple of seasons they were second or third or whatever, and obviously this year they pushed on. Um, they're doing well in, in the Southern League, I believe. But I've been in the Western League, you know, around the, the circuit um, for a few years. Um, and you say there's always going to be the, the, the good size, There is um, a good standard, or a good level is a good level of football, and there's some, some um, good teams and good players in this division. So that's what I say. There's no easy games really in this standard of football because you know you if you if you think you're going to go and win a game of football, then you'll come unstuck. And um, you, you can work your socks off in in the game, but if you haven't got that little bit of ability, then you you may come unstuck. But but I say look, the, t- the teams are at top six now, deserve to be there on merit, and um, no doubt they'll be trying to push on to um, get their, their get their club promoted.
0: And my thanks to Lee for his time. Now, moving on to Buckland Athletic. Um, They've been in the uh, headlines um, for uh, a recent change of manager. And uh, they return to winning ways against Chipping Sodbury Town.
2: Yeah, indeed. So the return of Adam Castle, I believe, to to the helm there. And uh, he's made an instant impact. So they've had a few away games of recent times. But returned to Hermes Heath, they claim the 2-1 win uh, over Chipping Sodbury Town. A pair of quite early goals. Uh, Lloyd Gardner had them uh, on their way with a left footed drive in just the sixth minute uh, before Jared Lewington is obviously having a very fruitful season. Uh, he slotted home a penalty in the 22nd minute. Uh, Chipping Sulberry did manage to get a goal back uh, just with 10 minutes left on the clock, uh, but they weren't able to force home an equaliser, so it was a, a nervy final few minutes. Uh, but uh, yeah, Adam Castle picks up a, a win on his return. It's 2 1 to Buckland.
0: Now then, Cribs against Shepton Mallard.
2: Yeah, indeed. Uh, back-to-back wins at the lawns, uh, four cribs, 2-1 at home to Shepton Mallet. Uh, first-half goals from uh, Jacob Hodgson and Sam Miles uh, cancelled out a strike from Tom Hill. Uh, yeah, and their 2-1 win and Shepton Mallet went down to defeat.
0: Now, Hengrove Athletic, they recorded a monster win uh, over Wells City.
2: Yeah, they've started to find their feet at this level, I think, Hengrove. Uh, a 7-1 win on Saturday afternoon. It's obviously going very well uh, for them on, on the weekend. Uh, they, they did pretty well early on, and it was Rhys Hickory uh, who scored twice. Uh, in the early stages to put them ahead. Uh, Brandon Abud got Wells back into the game uh, soon after Hickory's second, uh, but then the home side took over, uh, scoring five goals in the last half hour, I think. Uh, Brandon Fahili turning the ball home before Joe Brum- Brimble. Uh, there was an own goal as well before Jack Fillingham uh, scored twice. Uh, and uh, yeah, 7-1 win. Uh, that'll be good for their confidence going forward.
0: Yes, always, uh, always. I used to enjoy it on the old Vidi printer, if you remember, back in the day. it always put in brackets seven, so that's what we would have. Perhaps you should have done that on the bulletin. There you go. You missed a trick there. Never mind. That's that's coming. That's coming next year. Uh, now, Longwell Green Sports—they've been having a difficult season, as we all know. Um, the visitors were street. Um, perhaps it could have been a hatful. It certainly wasn't. But what is particularly impressive about this fixture is just how many people um, were at the game. The second highest attendance in the Premier Division, 123. Um, So the Longwell Green fans still coming out in numbers to support their side, but it was another win for Richard Fay Street.
2: It was eventually, yeah. So Longwell Green obviously doing pretty well recently. They've started to score and started to clean up at the back a bit. Uh, And they had Street in a a perilous position at one stage. Craig Herod had put the uh, the away side uh, ahead, uh, but Longwell Green did manage to equalise and it was probably a surprise equaliser somewhat. Uh, but then Street did manage to push on and finally claim the, the three points with Herod scoring second of the game before David O'Hare flicked home third. Uh, and yeah, in the first of the two uh, bottom V top clashes we're going to discuss today, it was Street who came out on, uh, on top of a
0: 3-1 win. And now the game that I was at, uh, Milksham Town, they were at home to Hallen.
2: Yeah, very much the late show for Melchman, as I'm sure you're aware. So a 3-0 win for them. Uh, home to Hallen. Uh, it was heading towards a draw. It looked like a goalless draw. But before Luke Ballinger uh, sent in a free kick quite late on. Eight minutes left on the clock, I think. But uh, with the Hallen defender, uh, Scott Cousins deflecting the ball into his own net, unfortunately. Uh, and then the game was uh, over from there. Melchman pushed on, grabbing two more late goals. Gary Higden first, adding another to his, his good season. Uh, before Jamie Lyons added a long-range third. And uh, I'm sure you can tell us how good that one was once
0: well it was a, it was a worldie um, and I know that there's been some discussion on Melham's Twitter feed about whether or not it was intentional or not and probably from the position um, that Jamie struck it uh, you could suggest that it was it was a cross but I like to think it was a goal put it in a very dangerous position anyway I think if you start aiming if you get it on target stick it low under the bar then uh, you're always going to be causing problems particularly if people uh, but if it isn't cleared that's not really the story of, uh, the, of this game although it was a, it was a very entertaining game. I think we should really take our hats off to Helen, and I'm sure that Milksham would, would be the first to do that because for, for over 80 minutes in the game you couldn't separate those two sides. Halland did very well to um, frustrate Milksham and um, I'm sure it was a frustrating afternoon for them and, and their fans that um, they did concede so late and the, the scoreline without question flattering um, the home side. Now then, um, we were going to have a chat about your team odd down um, but unfortunately their clash, their epic clash against Willand uh, didn't beat the weather.
2: No, that will have to be replayed at some- some point later in the season unfortunately uh, abandoned obviously a little bit dodgy weather over the weekend which you can kind of foresee a little bit at this time of year but yeah that one didn't beat the weather unfortunately
0: Right then, and finally in the Premier Division, Wellington, we had them of course on the podcast last week and we know that they're a very good outfit at home. Bradford Town had stumbled in the midweek, um, only taking a point at home to Cadbury Heath, um, but um, um, they managed to take all three away at Wellington.
2: Only just, only just. Very much like Malksham, left extremely late here before, before claiming the win. Uh, another team to score with eight minutes left on the clock. Uh, that was the only goal of the game, and it was Sam Jordan uh, who fired home for, for Bradford. Uh, a 1-0 win away at Wellington, not an easy place to go, so I'm sure they'll be very chuffed with uh, yeah that, the three points they picked up on the Saturday.
0: Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow...
3: Oh, what's that? It's the Helping Hand from Toolstation. But it's uh... a... hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah, I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button,
1: thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get out the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another Helping Hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job.
0: Now, moving into the First Division, and Bishop Sutton, they were entertaining Wincanton Town.
2: They were, and it was a 2-1 win for Bishop Sutton, uh... Yeah, a bit of a mid-table clash this one, but Bishop Sutton managing to come out on top, uh, a 2-1 win uh, to claim their 10th win of the season.
0: And from Bishop Sutton we move to Bishop's Lydiard, certainly a good weekend for the Bishops uh, with a good home win over Ashton and Backwell.
2: Yeah, both of the Bishops did pretty well uh, in the league in the top half and it was a 3-1 win for Bishop's Lydiard on Saturday uh, over Ashton who are struggling a little bit recently. Uh, Jordan Loverbond, lovely name, uh, scored twice uh, for the home side uh, in their uh, 3-1 win.
0: Now, this is something we haven't said for a long time. Having started the season by winning every week, um, Bristol Telephones have gone on something of a barren spell, but that appears to have ended now uh, at home against Almondsbury.
2: Yeah, return to winning ways. Um, not needed it very much. Uh, they are up to, up to 12 following this win. It was a 2-0 win at home to Almondsbury, uh, And it was goals from Leon Britton, who'd obviously done well uh, when, they were, when Bristol Telephones were, were leading the way early season, and Zane Alime, who scored in their uh, 2-0 win on Saturday afternoon.
0: Now, after their exploits against Chippenham Town in the week, um, Chippenham Park were at home, and this time the visitors were Malmesbury-Victoria.
2: Yeah, and another mid-table clash, and this one ended in a draw at Harden hewish Park. Uh, So, yeah, Chippenham Park's goal coming from uh, Will Thompson. Not sure who scored for Malmesbury, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, a one-all draw between those two sides.
0: Now then, it's the second top versus bottom clash, and we thought that this could end up being a hat full of goals um, when we were previewing these fixtures this time last week, but um, uh, not not the case.
2: No, very much so. I mean, Cainsham, 65 goals so far this season, including this 1-0 win on Saturday afternoon, but they were yeah, uh, held up somewhat by head. Uh, it was only Matt Curnock's 35th-minute strike that uh, split the sides. Uh, but a, a vital three points for Kenshin, nonetheless. Uh, they stretched their lead at the top to, to four points following this win. But, uh, uh, yeah, an admirable performance from portshead who've shown that they can, just like uh, uh, certain other teams in, in the Premier Division, they can get themselves out of out of trouble if they could uh, yeah, string, a, string a set of performances like that together
0: yeah and that was the biggest gate as well of the week uh, for the weekend in the first division, eighty six uh, in Canesham saw that game. Oldland Abertonians, they took on Carn Town.
2: Yeah, two goals here, uh, either side of the half, uh, for Oldland, a 2 no win, uh, home to Cowan. Uh, it was Ch- Courtney Charles who set them on their way, uh, before Josh Williams, who's doing really well recently, he's managed to score another one. Uh, yeah, a 2-0 win for Oldland.
0: Now, Roman Glass and George, we know that they've been going very well uh, of late, and we also know that they're a very difficult side to play at home because of their plastic pitch. Um, well, the for- I wouldn't go as far as to say the form book was turned on its head, but just another example of how difficult uh, every game is um, for every team in the first division this season. Uh, Roman Glass at home to Chard.
2: Yeah, indeed, and they were 2-0 up in this game, but managed to, unfortunately, uh, be pegged back, and it was a 2 all draw there at home to Chard, who aren't doing too badly. I mean, yeah, as you say, it's not a, not a shocking result and, uh, uh, by any means, uh, but it was Ryan Radford uh, who did all the early damage for Roman Glass. He's done well, well this season, and he scored twice, uh, both in the first half, to give control uh, but Chard managed to fight back, which is uh, yeah, credit to them, uh, and it was goals from Liam Cleal and Max Westlake helping them to salvage a point, a uh, two-all draw there.
0: If that result was a surprise, then Sherborne Town against Radstock Town really did send shockwaves through the division, I would have said.
2: Yeah, very much, so credit to Sherborne here. Um, down in 21st place, and they've claimed a 4-2 win at home to Radstock, who are obviously pushing for, pushing for a top-three finish, I would say, uh, at the half- halfway stage. Uh, they did go ahead twice in the first half, Radstock, but they were pegged back by Elliot Mann on both occasions, uh, so it was two all. And then Tom Trevitt who uh, came off the bench, uh, followed followed a goal from Harry Vandervell, who's uh, yeah uh, scored a fair few this season. Uh, put the game in uh, Sherborne's favour and a four two win at home for them.
0: Now, a Wiltshire derby between Warminster Town and local rivals Devizes Town. Um, the scoreline was certainly one-sided, even if perhaps this match um, was a little bit more even than it would suggest on paper.
2: Yeah, indeed. It took a, a late burst from Devizes to, to claim the three points, but it was a pretty comprehensive in terms of the result. A 7-3 uh, win away at Warminster, so more brackets needed there. Uh, and Rob Mitchell was the star for Devizes. He scored a hat-trick uh, in the contest. There was also goals from... Uh, Matt Russell and Jay Walters, uh, after a brace from James Vincent, uh, plus a goal from Lewis Graham, had actually seen uh, Warminster level just after half-time, so it was free all, uh, And Devizes pushed on in the second half. Mitchell, obviously the main beneficiary, uh, scoring three times. Uh, there was also a brace for Jack Hoppers, a lot of goals to keep up with there, but it was a 7-3 win eventually for Devizes.
0: And that rather eye-catching um, uh, scoreline um, prompted me to get in touch with an old friend of the podcast. It's Darren Walters, of course, the Devizes town manager, and I had a chance... We're down about that um, fascinating Wiltshire tussle with Warminster Town.
1: You know, we, we made quite hard work of it, really. Um, it wasn't until probably the last 20 minutes of the game that we um, finally got two or three goals up on them and killed the, killed the game off. But um, with 20 minutes to go, the game was really still in the
0: balance. It was certainly still in the balance up to half-time. You were only leading by um, by two goals to three. Did you have any idea uh, at that point in the game that you would that you would go on and secure such a comfortable victory?
1: No, not at all, no. Um, the game was, like you said, was finally, finally in the balance. Um, then they got it back to three-all with, with 20 minutes to go and then you've got a game on again. But we, we, were caused, we created a lot of chances all-game. To be fair, so I always fancied we'd, we'd score. Um, I think before they scored their third goal, we missed three good opportunities to put the, g- the game to bed. Um, didn't take them. the day, we got caught out by a couple of long balls. They finished well, but we should have, you know, defended better. Um, but then, once the fourth and fifth go in that really sort of killed the game off.
0: You have been in good goal-scoring form this season, generally, with a couple of um, uh, with a couple of exceptions. Is that an area of the game that you've targeted this season? Have you focused on attack?
1: Not particularly, no. Um, we've got two or three lads in our side that are capable of scoring goals. Um, you know, in, in, in the past, the, the, the defence has been more of the problem where we haven't um, you know, kept clean sheets or con- we've conceded too many goals, which which has been causing more of the problem. But um, no, we've got two or three lads that are scoring goals this season. Uh, unfortunately, Tom Slater, our uh, top scorer at the moment is, is out injured and hopefully he'll be back in the new year so we, we have missed him a little bit of late. Um, but you know, we always try to score goals um, but you never know on the day.
0: Your early season form was promising, um, but in the last couple of months things have become a little bit more difficult. And certainly, um, the uh, the defeat at Roman Glass St George was um, um, was, a, was a low point for you. But um, obviously, Saturday's result um, turns things around a little bit. So, which is the real devises town? Well, I
1: mean, if you if you look at our record, we're we're good at home. Um, it's it's our away form that. that, that... Let's us down really. You know, I think I think we've only lost one home game since March in the league, which is good. Um, I can't argue with that. But our away form is, is been, has been poor all season, so that's something that we've got to look at and hopefully try and pick some points up on the road. But we'll we'll give anyone a game at Nursted Road, and, and you know we had a lot of home games at the start of the season. I think that was partly due, you know down to why we were. Uh, up, up towards the top end of the league, and then just recently we have had a few tough away games. And like I said, our away form isn't good, so that's probably why we're where we are at the moment.
0: What were your ambitions coming into this season? What, what targets did you set for the players?
1: Well, we we finished uh, 11th last season, so we were hoping to break into the the top 10 this year, maybe up near the top five. But you know, realistically at the moment, I'm hoping somewhere between. 10th and 5th, maybe the top five if, if we put a good run together towards the end of the season might, might be um, achievable, but um, you know, just as long as we are progressing each season, that's, that's the main thing really
0: I see that you've played Canesham already this season, played um, uh, Welton Rovers, you've played Westbury, um, yes. which teams have impressed you the most so far, which teams do you think will be challenging up at the top of the first division table?
1: Well, obviously the two at the moment, West Kane, Sharon, I think they'll be they'll be certainly in the top three by the by the end of the season. Um, well, and like you say, Preston and Cheddar come up to us recently, who um, have been on a good run. I think they're third or fourth. Um, so really, those four sides will certainly be up in the top five. I think by, by the end of the season.
0: You've got an interesting um, Christmas and New Year period coming up. You've got um, Wiltshire derbies against the likes of Chippenham and, and Corsham. And uh, you've also got games against Cheddar, Westbury and Canesham coming up in um, in January. So it's, a, it's going to be an important time for you, isn't it? Do you see this Christmas period and the New Year period as defining your season?
1: Oh, I think so, yeah. You know, the next probably six games... Uh, well, I think winnable games um, and we've certainly got to look to pick up some points in those games because after those we have got the likes with Canesham Westbury and, and Cheddar which are going to be tough games um, like I say Cheddar have got to come back to us unfortunately the other week the, the lights failed and the game got abandoned so, that, so they've got to come back up to us midweek um, and Canesham obviously are coming to us as well and like I say we'll, we'll give anyone a game at home and then another local derby against Westbury um, well, we had a good game with them earlier on in the season, so we're still
0: really all to play for. Well, one final question for you, Darren. I've noticed um, that um, the, the, in the attendances, um, the, these, these inter-Wiltshire ties seem to have really captured the imagination of the footballing public. Is, is, that, a, is that a new phenomenon or is that something that, um, is that, something that uh, you've experienced in the past? I think it
1: has come back a bit more recently, Um, you know, like I said, there's quite a few Wiltshire teams in the league now and and it is a competitive league between the Wiltshire sides, Um, you know, they're very even um, and anyone can beat anyone on the day and I think a lot of the teams have actually got, like ourselves, have got um, a divisors based team where where most of the lads, well pretty much all the lads are from divisors, so that encourages local people to, to, to come and watch.
0: And my thanks to Darren for his time. Now, Welton Rovers, they were at home to Cheddar.
2: Yeah, in the game of the day, I think it was the one you picked out last week, uh, and it was Welton who came out. Three, two winners at home to Chard, uh, leapfrogging their opponents up into fourth. Uh, and, a, and a brilliant game uh, West Clues uh, Welton twice found themselves behind in the first half uh, following goals from Liam Ham and Robbie Mags for the away side uh, but they managed to draw back uh, grab quick-fiery Clydes on both occasions uh, through Shaq Green and uh, man of the match Callum Elms uh, so the, the game was level uh, going into the second half and there was just one goal after the break and it came in the 64th minute uh, from Francois Allen, uh, scoring the vital goal to help uh, Rovers claim all three points. And as I say, up into fourth.
0: And finally, in the first division, Westbury United, a thumping home win against Wiltshire rivals Corsham Town.
2: Yeah, back to form for Westbury. Uh, another another man scoring hat-trick, and it was Jamie Jordan for them. Uh, all, go- all his goals coming after half-time, uh, with Dan Kovacs uh, scoring uh, a brace himself. Uh, yeah, a pretty comprehensive win for for Westbury. 5-0 at home to Corsham.
0: Well, now let's take a look ahead um, to the fixtures coming up. And uh, it will be the fixtures on Saturday, the 23rd of December. And Tom, would you like to take us through the Premier Division?
2: Sure, I can do so. Uh, all of these are three o'clock kickoffs, I believe, unless they're changed. Uh, but And the clubs will obviously the best place to check for that. But on the Tour Station website, these are all three o'clock kickoffs. And we've got Bradford versus Longwell Green. And we've got Bridgewater versus Street, Brislington, Hallen. Uh, Cadbury Heath versus Cribs, Chipping, Sodbury Town versus Bitton, uh, Hengrove, they travel to take on Clevedon after scoring seven on Saturday afternoon, uh, Melksham travel to take on Odddown, uh, we've got Wellington
0: hosting Wales, and finally Willand taking on Bridport. And now in the first division, Almondsbury entertain Welton Rovers. Calm Town against Warminster, Sh- Cheddar take on Sherbourne Town, Corsham Town against Oldland Abertonians, Devises Town against Chippenham Park, Canesham Town against Ashton and Backwell United, Malmesbury Victoria take on Westbury United, Radstock Town take on Bishops Lydiard, Roman Glass St George, they're at home to Bristol Telephones, and Wing Canton Town are at home to Chard. Now, because this is our Christmas edition, and I've got a sneaking suspicion that both Tom and I will be in our cup on um, Boxing Day, trying to overcome the joys of opening up so many presents, um, we will run through the Boxing Day fixtures as well, just in case we can't guarantee that uh, you have your festive podcast. Tom, do you want to take us through the Boxing Day fixtures in the Premier Division?
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, and not all these will be three o'clock kickoffs, so I would probably listen out for the specific specific timings. So at one o'clock, we've got Bradford Town versus Melksham. Uh, we have a three o'clock kickoff between Bridgewater and Wellington. Uh, and then one o'clock uh, between Bridport and Street, Hengrove's uh, trip to Brislington, uh, Buckland versus Willand. Uh, back to three o'clock, and we've got Cadbury Heath versus Chipping Sodbury Town. Uh, we've got a midday kickoff at 12 between Clevedon and Odddown. One o'clock, uh, Cribs versus Hallen. Uh, Twelve o'clock, uh, Longwell Green Sports versus Bitten. And finally, a one o'clock kickoff, off uh, where Shepton Mallet travel to take on Wells
0: City. And in the First Division, Almondsbury against Roman Glass and George, that's a 1 o'clock kick-off. Bishop Sutton against Cheddar, that's a 12 o'clock kick-off. uh, Bristol Telephones against Marnsbury Victoria, that's a 3 o'clock. Chard Town against Bishops Lydiard. that's 3 o'clock. Chippenham Park take on Carn Town, that's another Wiltshire derby, half-past one. Corsham Town against Devizes Town, uh, that's a half-past 12. Oldland Abertonians against Keynesham, that's 3 o'clock. Radstock against Welton Rovers, The Coalfield Classico, that's a 1 o'clock kickoff at Southfields Recreation Ground. Sherbourne take on Wincanton Town at 11.30. And uh, Warminster Town are at home to Wiltshire Rivals Westbury United. That is a 3 o'clock kick-off. So, if we cast our eye over the fixtures coming up over the next, uh, I suppose, couple of weeks, arguably, um, is there anything that particularly tickles your fancy tom?
2: I mean, looking ahead to, to this Saturday, uh, we've got Street's trip to Bridgewater, obviously. Bridgewater had had a, a good, good run of form quite recently before for Saturday, so it'll be good to see how Street get on there. Uh, and also Hengrove Athletic, obviously, having scored seven, um, how, was, that, was that a blip uh, somewhat, or will they continue that run? Uh, they're aware at Clevedon on Saturday, so that'll be an interesting one to watch as well.
0: Uh, and what about, uh, what about the Boxing Day fixtures? Anything there?
2: uh willen 's trip to buckland obviously um, uh, big 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 game for those teams down there. Uh, and then also in the first division, uh, Cheddar doing pretty well recently. They're away at Bishop Suttons, which been interesting encounter.
0: I mean, there are, f- frankly, the fixtures on Boxing Day. I think are a bit of a treat from start to finish, aren't they? Really, you. Um, uh, it would be very, it would it would be remiss in a way to highlight one game above another. I think that regular listeners to the podcast will know the two fixtures, one in the Premier Division and one in the First Division, that. Um, I will be keeping an eye on. I am not going to bore you by telling you what they are, but I'm hoping that the Toolstation Western League family will be going out and enjoying a bit of Boxing Day uh, football, good way to walk off your turkey. and, and, and get on that, get, get wearing that new jumper and that new scarf. I do hope it's club colours. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's a little bit of a, a festive treat coming up for all of us. Um, right then, one more set of fixtures for us to go through. And of course, the draw last week was made for the second round of the Les Phillips Cup. And uh, you've got those fixtures, haven't you, Tom?
2: Indeed, so yeah, 16 teams left in the conversation, so eight matches, uh, all to be played on Saturday 17th February, so quite a way down the line, but um, good to look ahead uh, We've got Chard Town versus Bridport uh, Warminster Town, they host Buckland Athletic, we've got Shepton Mallet versus Devizes uh, Wells City will host Cribs Bridgewater Town versus Wellington. Uh, we've got Bitton versus Bishops Lydiard. Uh, Brislington hosts Melchintown and Finley Street. Uh, obviously doing brilliantly at the top of the Premier Division there. They're, um, they will be taking on
0: Chippenham Park. Tom, thanks very much for that. Um, in our parish notices slot, I will do a gentle reminder that we are running a survey at the moment. We talked about this um, last week on the podcast. Um, the link to the, pod, uh, to the surveys can be found on the, um, the League website. That is, of course, toolstationleague.com. Please let us know. Uh, what you think of the podcast. The information, the feedback we've been getting back so far has been very interesting um, and some, uh, some things probably a bit predictable. I think I'd better do a, a bit of mea culpa. put my hands up. I, I really must stop talking about Melksham um, Town and Radstock and probably Welt Rovers as well and focus a little bit more on the other teams in the league. We do try and get every side on. Sometimes um, certain managers are a little bit easier to get hold of than, than others, I would have to be said. But actually, the feedback you've given us so far has been very useful. And if you can think of any improvements or any suggestions for interviews or features or even the format of the podcast, please let us know um, because we would be interested in improving what we do for you every week. Uh, now, uh, we, are, we have been reviewing your excellent bulletin, Tom. Um, uh, so thank you for that. The listeners, of course, can find that bulletin on the Western League website. Like, can't they?
2: Yeah, indeed. There's a tab along the top, uh, which is uh, you know, labelled Bulletin, of course, and you can download it in uh, PDF and Word format.
0: And have your words gone into the uh, non league paper this week?
2: Yeah, I believe so. In the uh, step five and six section, there's a, a quick roundup of the uh, Premier Division fixtures.
0: Excellent stuff. Now, Tom and I are going to go upstairs. Tom's going to break into his second bottle of eggnog, and uh, we might see if we can have a festive bowl of. Scampion and chips mm-hmm. um, just a while away the afternoon here in the Ram uh, but um, um, well for me Ian knockolds, and uh, from, uh, from Tom Hayscott this has been your festive Tool Station Westerly podcast